Good morning, it's your Friday night DM, Shay Cormack here, and it's uh, a nice sad day morning, the day after, or the morning after, the night before, the morning after a game of D&D. Uh, I've taken a little bit of break from podcasting. I started a new series just recently uh, about how I was going to redo a new hex crawl uh, for my for my friends uh, to play play in over the summer but it quickly became apparent that my lifestyle's moved on in the last couple of years uh, with the addition of a new child to my family and some more responsibilities um, at work I just don't have the time I used to to create all that upfront content um, for a living and breathing world than in which the players could go anywhere and do anything at the drop of a hat and uh, so I kind of took a pause on that and I was looking around to see if maybe there was a product I could purchase that might fill the gap. There's definitely some, some great old school um, products that I would have been really interested in running. But, you know, my players, my friends mostly use 5th edition. Um, they've invested in the, in the books um, and in the system. And I don't think we're really looking to branch out into a whole new system. I think my biggest temptation would have been to go with uh, Dolmenwood of um, OSE, made by Necrotic Gnome, because uh, it's kind of weird and wacky, um, the art's great, um, it's deadly and interesting, but in the end um, I was looking around at 5th edition products and I was really pleasantly surprised um, when I looked at the possibilities of Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. And the first thing I have to say about it is it really reminded me of the open nature um, of the adventure Lost Mine of Fandalva, which comes with the starter box for 5th edition. And um, that was pretty much the first 5th edition product I ran um, for my new friends back at the start of my D&D days. Uh, and it was wonderful, it was a great adventure, and it was quite sandboxy. In fact, it, you know, I think it might have even had hexes on the on the map for the overland travel um, and but at the start of the adventure really and for most of the way through that adventure you could do whatever you wanted um, in whatever order and uh, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden has that same kind of um, setup especially in the first couple of chapters um, and I looked at a couple of reviews and I thought I think this could probably work um, for me uh, so I took the plunge and bought it and started reading it and uh, so what I thought I might do is re-reboot re the podcast and talk to you about how I converted um, over um, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden to be a West Marches open table game. Now I haven't made it into a hex crawl because the maps don't come with hexes put on them but um, the maps are to scale and you can do overland travel based on miles traveled per day um, and there's a lot of variety variation in the um, the speed at which you can travel uh, depending on your mode of transport um, and other factors um, so you can get hopefully not too bogged down in the details of how long it takes to do overland travel and I'm probably not going to get too bogged down, at least to start with, um, with random encounters. So, how did I create 
uh, West Marches open table. And it's not a hex crawl, but you know, effectively it is. It's just without the hexes. How did I do that with a fifth edition product that was not designed for it? Well, as I said, it is somewhat designed for uh, sandbox play, especially in the first two chapters of the book. And those first two chapters um, can potentially um, get your ca characters um, through from level one to, I think, six or seven maybe. Um, and, and that's with only using less than maybe half the content that's available. So the way it's uh, built, the first chapter focuses on the ten towns in the area of Icewind Dale. Each town has one or possibly the occasionally some of them have a second um, adventure hook associated with the town um, and then there's a couple of adventure hooks um, that are kind of free floating and can be found in or, or, or pursued from each town any town uh, and the second chapter deals with um, more difficult um, adventures and adventure hooks that can be found in the towns but will lead the furthers, uh, the players further away from the towns out into the into the real wilderness and that's where you start to have a little bit more random encounters um, and the and the difficulties of traveling through the snow and the um, and the really poor weather and uh, difficult terrain of the the deep wilderness in uh, the in the area of Icewind Dale so we've already got um, a, there's a lot of content, you know, so you've got at least 10 or 12 adventures um, for parties of about level 1 to 4 um, that are nice and close into the 10 towns and then you've got, I don't know, half a dozen more um, more difficult um, adventures that are further away from the town. And so if we start thinking about what do we need for an open table West Marches style game, well we need and a safe space, a safe starting place and ending place. Well, I thought what we could do is any town is a safe starting and ending place. The towns are quite close together. Most towns only take a few hours of walking to travel between. So effectively, if you get to one town safely um, after having an adventure in the wilderness, you're effectively at any town because you can follow the trails to get to your home base. I'm hoping in the long term um, my players might build like a guild hall, like build their own or buy their own um, base of operations in one particular town and maybe they settle there and that might become their de facto safe starting and ending place. But just to start with, we're going to go with you start in a town, you finish in a town. Then we need a conceit for why we've got a, a group of uh, heroes that are loosely bound together that might adventure out in different combinations from week to week. So if somebody doesn't turn up, but someone new turns up, you know, what, what's the reason why we might have um, a changing roster of people going out on adventures every week? So, you know, we went with the idea of some kind of mercenary company um, that's been formed uh, by the characters. It's, there's a lot of people that can be part of the mercenary company. You know, and week by week, sometimes some play people are too busy getting drunk in town or doing their own thing, so they don't participate in the adventure. And you know, maybe there's new members uh, being 
brought into the roster or the ranks of the mercenary company and they might go out on their first adventure uh, on, on any given week. We also need a default action, a default uh, choice for the players to make. So in a hex crawl, the default choice is move to the next hex and search it. In a dungeon, your default action is move to the next room and see what happens. In the 10 towns of Icewind Dale, to start with, our, our default action is go to the next out, town and collect the adventure hook there. And it's not going to take long, probably, before the, the players are getting more adventure hooks than they can deal with. And they'll have, like, you know, some competing priorities of uh, what rumours or information uh, they want to pursue. So, what else do we need um, for an open, uh, open table? Really, I think that might be about it. Um, I did away with lots of the other um, things that you might find in more of an old school um, West Marches game. We got rid of carousing tables, uh, well in general we got rid of those. I still create tables um, from time to time uh, as part of it and I might go into more details about how some of our sessions have, have run. But I didn't create carousing tables, I thought we would um, go with a more of a 5th edition style where the players might talk about um, how they use their downtime, which might bring up the possibility of them using their downtime for crafting or training or whatever it is that they want to pursue. And we will just deal with that on a case-by-case -case basis, sometimes using the, the rules available to us um, in the Dungeon Master's Guide or just uh, you know judgment calls from myself as the Dungeon Master. Uh, so that took a lot of work out of it. And uh, that is the basis uh, of, how, of how I did it. And so really, it took almost no work. I didn't have to produce any new content, didn't really have to produce any tables or anything. I just had to make the decision, okay, we're going to play. This is an open table West Marches game. Um, there's only a couple of real fundamental things we need to make this. And as I said, and I've gone through, that's to have a safe starting and ending position, um, a default action for the party, and some conceit for why the party exists and why it has a changing um, number and uh, composition of uh, party members uh, from week to week. So um, I just want to shout out to Riley. Thank you for sending me a, a call in this week, which has prompted me to get back on the on the podcasting bandwagon and uh, produce some more content and talk about the, the fundamentals and the, um, the nitty gritty details about how we can create um, these West March open table experiences for our players. And I just, before I go, I'll make this real quick, I just want to purport the advantages of West Marches and open table play. The biggest difficulty, I believe, in playing D&D, more difficult than creating adventures, making up NPCs, doing funny voices, the biggest difficulty in D&D is scheduling with other adults to all get around the table together at the same time and play a game. Open tables eliminate that um, because it doesn't matter now. Uh, West Marches eliminates that now because it doesn't matter if somebody can't turn up. 
if one person can't turn up even if two people can't turn up we don't have to put the campaign on hold for the week um, we can just play as is and we also it makes it easier to recruit new players so um, in a hobby where over time people grow in their responsibilities and drop away from being able to play we want to be able to replenish the ranks at our table and West Marches makes it an easy way for people to come in and try it out they don't have to commit to coming to every week or anything like that they can just come and give it a crack and if they like it they can come back as often as works for them so we overcome that greatest of challenges scheduling that is really the best thing about it you get to play more DD because you don't have to cancel any games anyway i can't think of anything else right now so i'm going to end this episode and i'll come back with some nitty-gritty details we've played two sessions so far and i might tell you the specifics of how we did it and make available to you uh, some of the content that i did create um, to bulk out um, the rhyme of the frost maiden campaign really i just want to say it wasn't work because i love creating tables and making little bits of interesting content and the good thing about using a fifth edition product is the vast majority of the content is there i just get to make the funny little tables that i like to make the players roll on to do nasty weird things to them so have fun playing D, &D and i'll see you soon